السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ ویلکم ٹو دا ٹوک ان دین پوڈ کاسٹ آئی ایم یو ہوس ماجد اینڈ آئی ہیو ود می برادر راش اینڈ آلسو اے ویری اسپیشل گیسٹ برادر سامی ویلکم ٹو دا شو برادرز جزاک اللہ خیر جزاک اللہ خیر اٹس بین اٹس یو فیل اسٹرینج اٹس بین اے لانگ ٹائم سنس ایکچولی وی ڈون اے پوڈ کاسٹ ان پرسن ان ٹوگیدر یا سو وی ان شاء اللہ لیٹس لیٹس آل گیٹ ان ٹو دس ابیٹ um brother sami you know uh me and brother rash we watched a, a video of yours you giving a speech okay. and we thought subhanallah is about palestine it was in ramadan the emotions were high mm-hmm. and we felt you know what we need to get brother sami on the podcast so we can have a chat okay yeah, your insight on you know what's happening but before that bro uh you want to tell us a bit about yourself your, your links to palestine and so on yeah i um i was born in palestine in in a city called ramallah oh ramallah okay my father was born and this is very important for palestinians they they all insist on this point they would say to you the palestinians who live in palestine if you ask anyone where do you live he would say for example i live in ramallah mm. but originally i'm from akka or originally i'm from ramla or yeah. originally i'm from nazareth so they always all the generations yeah. even the young ones now when you say to him where are you from he would mention the city he was born in but he will he will also emphasize on where his father was That's from mm. so if somebody asked me where are you from if if a palestinian asked me where are you originally from i would say i'm from the city of ramla mm. where do you live in ramallah mm. so yeah. they're different to the they're both different cities right different cities the, the, okay. the naming is very close to each yeah, other yeah, ramla yeah. and ramallah so my my father was born in ramla my grandfather was born in a city called ramla but after 1967 when when they immigrated um to 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 the west bank um i was born in in the city of ramallah and i grew up in mm. in that city um i did my studies there then i came to the uk in 1985 to study at loughborough university uh, microelectronics okay. and then i got married and i stayed in england mm. all that time yeah, but i i never lost contact with the, yeah. with palestine I mean, and you still have family there oh yeah most most of my family are there we are we are five brothers and three sisters mashallah so three brothers living me and another two lives in 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 the uk one sister in america and the other four they live in still live in palestine mm. with my mother my father passed away a few years ago so yeah, yeah so i was brought up there all my childhood was in palestine um it was it was a bit different at that time when mm. i go now it's more busy mm. uh, the um, the buildings are much much more expanded everywhere mm. the cities are bigger the traffic is bigger mm. it's yeah it's quite busy cities mm. at the moment Com- not compared to europe of yeah, course because remember we are only in the west bank we are only 3 million mm. yeah in the arabs in the west bank yeah. So it's a small it's a small country the whole of Palestine is a small country small, yeah. yeah I remember once I was traveling to um, to to Palestine from the UK and the plane crossed the Mediterranean it touched mm. the the shores of Palestine and yeah. I had Google Maps in front of me and I thought I want to see how long long it takes to it get it takes back. because yeah. remember I I can't I can't use the uh, Israeli airports mm. although I'm, I'm although I'm British if I go with you to Israel to the israeli air mm. you will be you will go through i will have to return just because of your because, history because of your... i've got an, a palestinian id because i've got a palestinian passport mm-hmm. mm. so if you've got a palestinian passport and a foreign passport, passport. you have to go through jordan yeah oh, you have okay. to land in jordan i didn't know that then you cross yeah. the borders by buses and by the rest of yeah, the, yeah. the palestinians yeah so once i was going so i i saw the the, the shores of palestine 
And of course, we were going to go to Jordan to mm. land in Jordan, yeah. then come back to Palestine by bus. That's how it works. And I thought, I want to see how long it's going to take for the plane to cross the width of Palestine. Mm. And it was going some sort of diagonally. Mm. Five minutes. Five minutes, yeah. Five minutes. The whole the whole area of Palestine is only 27,000 yeah. square meters. I, I think someone shared a picture from the from Jordan and how just from a slightly high up kind of mountainous area, you can see all of Palestine. You can see all and, of Palestine. You know, I'm, when we talk about it, we will mention as well, isn't it, that if they want to do something to help the Palestinians, they're in, vi- in yes, view. It's not, it's not like so far away yes. like we might even think of in the UK. No, no, it's not. I mean, we, from Ramallah, to be honest with you, I could see... I could see the planes when they land on, on, on Tel Aviv airport, Ben-Gurion airport. You can mm. see the lights on the Mediterranean when they... Because the shores... The Israelis live on the shore of Palestine. Mm. We live on the mountain areas. Right. Uh, okay? okay. We live okay. on the... Which is the West Bank. Mm. Now, the Israelis so-called connection to Palestine is nothing to do with the shore. Mm. It's in the West Bank. That's where they claim Abraham is and yeah, Solomon yeah, yeah. and David. And so their their religious connections is actually in the West, West Bank. Bank. That's why the settlements are in the West, West Bank. Because mm. they want to be in that area. Jerusalem for them, as they claim the Temple of Solomon was in Jerusalem. Jerusalem for them is what is the yeah. the most important, important. point, which, which they have never found any evidence of their existence there as in a, in a temple or whatever. Mm. Yeah. But um, one thing I find that it's it might be it might be good to talk about yeah. are the Palestinians who actually live in Palestine, Palestine. Mm. right? Because believe it or not, although we are all one nation, but we are four four different categories okay. in Palestine. the The first one are the people who live in the West Bank, mm. and then the people who live in Gaza. Because we have got no geographical connection mm. between the West Bank and Gaza. Yeah. yeah. We are separated from each other. And then you've got the Palestinians who live in the land which was occupied in 1948, who mm-hmm. they call wrongly the Arabs of Israel. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the people of Jerusalem, the, those okay. who live in Jerusalem. Jerusalem yeah. And those who live outside mm. Palestine. So it's five categories. But the ones inside, it's... They're already split. It's very split. complicated. You mm. can't you can't work... At, for, for somebody who's not from there, it's very complicated mm. because the Arabs who live in Israel, for example, they carry an Israeli citizenship. Mm. The Arabs who live in Jerusalem, although Jerusalem is supposedly part of Israel, yeah. they don't carry an Israeli citizenship. Yeah. They don't even carry a Palestinian citizenship. They carry an Israeli travel document. Uh, yes, I heard about this. Yeah. yeah, We, from the West Bank, we take Palestinian passport. The ones in Gaza, they do take Palestinian passport. The majority of them take Egyptian travel documents. It's a bit, it's very complicated. Mm. So, so you know how, I think in regards to you've mentioned, there's the, the, the Muslims of Palestine are split up in certain areas. But what I want to ask you, uh, Brother Sami, uh, is to go even further back. Okay, because what it is, is what we've noticed is, uh, certainly we saw it in Ramadan as well, right? Is the the propaganda machine of the uh, of the Israelis, of the West generally, it's very powerful. So there's certain narratives that they're pushing, which I've actually seen uh, Muslims sort of buy into. Okay, so this element of uh, a two-state solution is the best way forward. This element of the, actually the, the Jews... Uh, some even have said 
that uh, they have even more legitimacy to Al-Aqsa and these areas than Muslims. And some people, Muslims, are, are confused in regards to how did we get to how we are today. And I, I want to just give you a quote before I uh, let you sort of answer this question. And this is from 1875, okay? And this quote was by the Earl of Shaftesbury. And what he said was, We have there a land teeming with fertility and rich in history, but almost without an inhabitant, a country without a people, and look, scattered over the world, a people without a country. So there's also this view that's portrayed that in reality, that land, no one even lived there anyway, right? So with all this in mind, you know, and, and also the fact that some people are even questioning whether the issue of Palestine, the issue of Al-Aqsa, Al-Quds, whether it's even an Islamic issue or whether it's just an Arab issue and so on. So from your point of view, and uh, and it's good to get your point of view because you have that connection with that land also. What is the history of Palestine? You know, the, the, the sort of media narrative that's been promoted. Uh, why is this incorrect? And what are your views on this? To be honest, it's not my point of view. It's what the history is saying, mm. and you can't you can't fault Changing. history. History is history. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned you've mentioned eighteen seventy five. Mm. We have got two claims to this land. I mean, as a Palestinian Muslim, for example, I have two claims for this land. We are the first one who lived in this land, and then the Islamic claim, when Muslims came and liberated. Jerusalem from the Romans mm. who were persecuting the, the, the residents of Palestine yeah, yeah. at that time. If we are going to go back, I'm not going to go deep in history, but mm. this is very, very important. This, is, this question is extremely important for the youths and for the new generation mm. to understand. I'll try to make it as quickly as possible without being boring and as simple as possible. It all started from Yemen mm. five, six, seven thousand years ago when the Arabs were living in Yemen. And then they immigrated from Yemen for agricultural reasons. Mm. They, they, there were some, some sort of famine. There was a, there there was was a, a flood. There was a flood, wasn't there? Dam. Exactly. So they immigrated from, from Yemen up north. Geography, if anybody wants to understand the history of Palestine, which, which most Muslims should do, if you look at the map, well, I mean, if you follow the map, it will make it much easier for you to understand what I'm talking about. So when people moved from Yemen up north, mm. They called the Canaanites. Canaanites. Yeah. yeah. And they lived in, in Palestine, in, particularly in Palestine. Some other people, some Arabs lived in Lebanon. They called the Phoenicians. Mm. Some went to Iraq. Some went to Jordan, the Ammonians. Some went to Syria. So they mainly lived, they mainly immigrated to a, the Levant, which is the Bilad al-Sham, Syria, mm. Lebanon, mm. Jordan, and Palestine, Palestine. And some went to Iraq. Now, from that time, there were nobody living at that, at the, in, that time, in, that, in that area. There were no recorded, proper recorded mm. societies as in civilization. civilization. So they moved there. The Palestinians in particular, I don't know how many people know this, there are two, two, two races right. originally. Mm. The Arabs who, who came from Yemen okay. and the tribes of the Pilst who immigrated from the island of Crete to Palestine. Are they, are they known as the Canaanites, I think? No, the Canaanites are the Arabs. Um, Is that Arabs? Okay. 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 These were some sort of Greek-Italian race, mm. Aryan race. They were persecuted by the Greeks at that time, and they immigrated from Crete 
the island of Crete to Palestine. That's why when I say, if you look at the map, it makes it easier okay. because you could see Palestine here and Crete is just nearly opposite. Yeah, yeah. So and we can show this in the video. We'll put it on exactly. the screen. Yeah, yeah. So they lived on the shores. Now, the word Palestine is not coming from the Arabs. It's coming from the the the, the tribes of the Pelst. Oh, okay. They okay. called the Palestinian land. Oh. And they lived on the shores. Oh. And then the Arabs came as well. And they lived in the mountains in the West Bank. It seems that the Arabs number were much more than the Pelsts. There were no recorded fightings among them. They mingled and the Pelsts became part of the whole the whole nation. But at this time, Brother Sami, just to clarify that, when you're talking about these Arabs, this is pre-Islam, isn't it? This is pre-Islam. We are talking 5,000 years ago. Yeah. We haven't come to Islam, came later. Okay. Yeah, we have, we'll come to the Islamic issue as quickly as possible. <laughs> So this is, these are the, the original inhabitants of Palestine, exactly like the Lebanese. Nobody can argue that the Phoenicians were the major and the main inhabitants of Lebanon who also came from Yemen. Why should you argue over the Canaanites who, lives in, who lived in, in Palestine or the Ammonians who lived in Jordan or the, the Aryans the, uh, who lived in, um, in Iraq? So this is the historical claim of who have lived in Palestine. Mm. At that time, there were no Israel. We need to remember that Israel is the name of Prophet Yaqub. Yeah, yeah. Bani Israel. Bani Israel. They are his sons. And he only appeared in the picture, I would say how long ago? Maybe 3,000, 3,500 years. The whole, is the, whole the, the story of Yusuf in Egypt and the Israelis. But I don't want to divert into this. We'll go back to we'll go back to the Palestinian issue with the Palestinian part of it. This is the first claim. Now, when Moses came, Prophet Moses, when he came, and he immigrated with the Israelis to the Sinai Desert, he asked them to fight. Yeah. And this is in the Quran. He asked him to enter the land and fight. That was the Gaza Strip. That was the borders of Gaza. What did they say to him? There are people who are very strong, Jabbarin, aggressive, vicious. We are not going to fight them. Go, you and your God, fight together. Mm-hmm. We are sitting here fighting no one. This is wild one when they were in the desert. So who were these people? In who were they? They were the Palestinians in the Gaza Strip down south. Okay. Then when Prophet Moses died, and the boy who who went with him wants to learn, as the Quranic story says from the, the knowledgeable man. His name was Yosha bin Nun. Yosha bin Nun. When the 40 years finished in the desert of Sinai, Prophet Musa was, has, has died. And Prophet Musa and his brother Haron, hmm. they were prevented by God from entering the, the Palestine. He, they never entered Palestine, neither Moses or Haron, his, his, his brother. And Moses, Prophet Musa, he asked Allah to make him die from a, 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 a stone, throw, stone away. throw away from from Palestine, and he died on the borders of of Jordan, mm-hmm. just just on the west side of the river. To prove this, we are talking Islamic now. I mean, not talking. You are talking Islamic things, Islamic yeah, yeah, views yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. When Prophet Muhammad in the strip so, of Al Isra wal Miraj journey, he said. This is the uh, 
he said to the to the companions, I saw where Moses' grave was. Mm. It was near the Red Heap. Mm. The Red Heap is an area which is in Jordan, which south of Jordan, mm, opposite. opposite sorry, yeah. So even Prophet Moses, he was not allowed to enter. He wanted to, but he was not allowed. So when he died, Joshua ben Nun took the Israelis through Jordan, and then he conquered Palestine through Jericho. That army was a Muslim army. Yeah, they were believers, yeah. They were believers. Mm, mm. The so. Palestinians, they were not believers. Mm. So we as Muslims, we support them. Mm. They were bringing the, the, the message. The message yeah. of Tawheed. Message of Tawheed. Okay, some people might think, oh, they were Jews. No, they were not Jews. Exactly. They were Muhyiddin. You know, in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the, and he's speaking to uh, Bani Israel, that when you enter the city, enter with humility and like bow down and yes is this referring to to, to that army yeah that is the army which entered he asked him to go he asked him to to go from the the the, the gates of jerusalem and to say hutta hutta means drop our sins yeah mm-hmm. drop our sins and he asked him to bow down mm-hmm. they went in on their backsides and they said hinta which means wheat they didn't even want to say the word hutta Mm. It wasn't a big deal. Just say hutta. Mm. Hutta is to, to hut something is to drop. So if they say hutta, it means drop our sins and we are entering the the city. Mm. That was the the beginning of the history of 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 the Israelis in Palestine. But again, I'm going to go back to the to the to well, the. One, one thing though, when we normally say Israel, I'm holding the mic so I can only do it with one hand. Israel, because we don't recognize it. But when you're saying Israelis at this time, you're talking about Bani Israel. Israel. The race of Israel. Yeah, the race the of Israel. The sons of Yaqub. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah. sons of Yaqub, not the Israelis. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's a good, I, this is a very good, impo- this yeah. is a very good important point to, to distinguish between Israelis and Jews. Because I remember when I was young, when I was, when I was young and I started yeah. learning about Islam in school, and I learned about the, you know, the, uh, the Palestinian and the, the issues going on. And then in the Quran, it'd say, you know, Bani Israel, Israel. Mm-hmm. I was getting confused thinking, wait a minute, we don't recognize them. But in the Quran, so many times yes. it's talking about Israel, the land of Israel. Yes. But that's why I was confused at that time. Yes. That's why it's important to clear, uh, clarify yeah, yeah. that. Yes. At this stage, the statistics, uh, uh, the studies shows at this stage, at this stage, where, at our era, that only, only 10% of the Jews in the world are actually Israelis. From the, from but, the but race Israel. of Israel. Okay. okay. Yeah. The Russians, Jews are not Israelis. Exactly. The French Jews are not Israel. They mm. adopted the religion, but they are not Israelis. Okay. So they are mentioned twice. The, the Yehud is mentioned in the Quran, and Bani Israel is mentioned. So the Yehud includes the whole of the Jews, yeah. including Bani Israel. But when you say the Israelis or the Bani, the, the sons of. Tr- Bani means the sons of. Yeah, Bani. The tribe, yeah. Bani is the, the tribe. Yeah. So, yeah, 10% roughly the estimates that at this stage, at the moment, 10% only from whole Jews of the world are, are Israelis. Mm. So just back to the other to the other point when they entered Jericho. So they have entered from Gaza first time. They they didn't want to. When Prophet Moses died, they entered from from Jericho. They fought the people. They had fight. Who did they have fight with? They fight the Arabs. Yes, they were non-believers. But I'm talking about the historic part mm. of it. Yeah. So to claim that this is a land in 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 1875 to that claim this is a land with no people. With no people for people those two wars who has okay when the israelis entered when the israelis entered with shosha bin nun and they were good muslims for a while 
they they have had a good Islamic sort not as well a good Islamic because we, Prophet Abraham called us Muslims. Mm. So the Christians, the good Christians are Muslims. Of course, of the, course. The good Jews are Muslims. The good Muslims are Muslims. We are called Muslims by Prophet Abraham. Even even, even though more. they even though they did reflect sh- some of their behavior by the fact that they couldn't even enter in the way Allah but commanded them to. Yes, but still, they, but were, still. they were believers. Yes. So historically, you can you can see from here that there were there were people living there thousands of years before they came. Even just to add quickly as a point here that I recently saw, I think it was, did you see this interview that Russell Brand did on his um, podcast? Yeah. I've and he that. was talking to a Holocaust um, survivor. As no, he no, I haven't himself. seen that. Haven't seen yeah, that. he called himself a Holocaust survivor and he was, I had his name, Gabor Mate. Gabor, Dr. Gabor Mate, I think okay. his name is. And he was saying, he, he, he basically said that they were indoctrinated into this theory of a, a land without a people for a people without a land. That whole term was promoted to the, the Jews from around the world so that to take them to, um, to Al-Quds and to Palestine. Yeah, and the whole idea was they gave them a dream because of the after the Holocaust, all of all of the Jews that were killed, they gave them this vision that we found there's a land without a people, and you are a people without a land, so that's where we're going to go. And and then this was promoted to them in such a sense that many of them started to dream about it, like in a way, like you know, um, in almost a you know, they are excited that this place is for us. But when he, he himself said, when we got there, we realized that even though that we have been told to go to this place and live there, there is people here. And now what we have to do, and he said it in his own words, that for us to fulfill our dream, we have to make it nightmare for the people who are living there because we have to ethnically cleanse them and we have to remove them. So even this is a Jew, a Jew himself saying that the... What what they promoted to them to indoctrinate them to prepare them to take them into into Palestine was a fallacy in itself. So Muslims, we can say this because we can, as Brother Sami is giving all of the historical context. But this is a Jew coming out himself mm-hmm. saying, "Wait there a minute. This isn't this not this isn't land that didn't have any people. There was civilization there. There was Muslims there." So there are the two entries that we have spoken about, the Gaza and and Jericho. And when the Israelis lived there, remember before even the Israelis came, thousands and thousands of years, Palestine was occupied by the pharaohs. Right. It got occupied by the Greeks. Mm. It got occupied by Alexander the Great. Every nation, the Persians, Mm. and then the Hebrews. And their their kingdom in Palestine wasn't, wasn't that long yeah. Compared to the to the other to the other conquerors, now when they lived there, the Palestinian, the Israelis, f- for a while they were good, and then Prophet David came, the Hood, Islam, yeah, and and it's important to mention the Hood and Sulaiman, because mm. Sulaiman is the prophet that the son of the Hood, yeah, who who took control of the of, kingdom of, of the kingdom, and he was he was the only. King and prophet at the same time. Right, okay. Suleiman. And I think I don't think that David was a king, he was a prophet, but Suleiman was definitely a king and a prophet. People. When this is a very important point, when Suleiman died, Prophet Suleiman died, he had two sons. One called Rahbam, one called Yarbaam. Okay, do you know that? They split the kingdom between them. One of them took the south kingdom, 
one took the north kingdom and obviously these are not prophets no no they're the not sons, prophets yeah. they are the sons of solomon yeah. they are not prophets no the 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 south kingdom which includes a city the main city is nablus and and that was called samurai and the north one which is jerusalem mm. and the other areas of was called yahuda so there is yahuda and samurai in west bank now oh so whenever they talk about samara and yahuda Yehudia, that is the West Bank. From, yeah. Yeah. That is the West Bank. Yeah. So that's when the sons of Suleiman split the kingdom into two. They had a fight. The Iraqis came and finished the the northern kingdom, and they took all the Jews to Iraq. Okay, they took them. They took the whole lot. To but Iraq. these were like maybe pagan Arabs. Like the, they, yes, they, they were. were yeah. the, they were. They were the pagan Arabs who immigrated from Yemen, Yemen. to yeah. Iraq. Yeah. There are two many tribes, one called Ashuris, one called Kildanis, Kildanin and Ashuriyin. Mm-hmm. And they took the whole Israelis from from uh, mm-hmm. from the northern uh, kingdom, from the southern kingdom to to Iraq. After 200 years nearly, another tribe of Iraq, they came and they took... I don't want to go into details yeah. of the names and the dates and whatever, That's just make right. it the same. <coughs> they came and they took the other half. And Palestine was without Jews. It was him. That's it. So who replaced the... The original people who always lived there. We never oh. left. Oh, they never left. Okay. We never left. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. We were we were Palestinian. Okay. We were Arabs under the occupation. I don't like to call it occupation because at the beginning it was an Islamic rule. Did they we, not... Be, did, did the people there not accept uh, the... Uh, you know the 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 religious they must the religion have, of Musa because Prophet Suleiman was was in full control. Yeah, exactly, that's what, yeah. Actually, Prophet Suleiman, if if you go deep into our religion, into Islamic religion, he controlled the Jews. They wanted nationalism, and he didn't. And right. even Prophet David, because when Prophet Suleiman came, they asked Prophet Suleiman to leave the chains that Prophet David put on them. Mm. They were chained. The Israelis themselves, because they're they're. Their call was nationalist. The Israelis. Mm. His wasn't. His was an Islamic. Tawheed. So they were, in a way, un- they were controlled by by David, Prophet Dahud. And then when Prophet Mo- uh, Suleiman came, they asked him to release the pressure that Prophet Dahud has mm. put on them. And that's a good question. W- was it empty? No, because the Hebrews all the time, they were minority. Even when they controlled, even as a race. Let's let's put the religion on one side. Prophet Suleiman, Prophet Dahud, and the Israelis, whenever they lived in Palestine, they were minority. Mm. And they did not belong to that. They didn't belong to, the, to that part of the world because they are actually, if you put it between brackets, they are Egyptians. So this is this is the historic part of it, mm. part of it. Now, it's very important for our. It's very important for people to realize that if Israel is going to claim a land, they may as well claim Egypt, because when Prophet Yusuf went to Egypt with his father and his mother and the eleven, his eleven yeah. brothers, they stayed in Egypt. And the Israelis became a nation in mm. Egypt until Prophet Moses came. Mm. So they multiplied in numbers when the Israelis, the sons of Yaqub, yeah, yeah. 
multiplied in numbers they didn't multiply in palestine, palestine. they multiplied in, in egypt, egypt. Yeah, yeah. so go and claim egypt if you if yeah. you if you have a single yeah. claim it will be egypt not palestine mm. does that make yeah, sense yeah. this is when they say that they have a historical claim so if their historical claim is already flawed based on what you described there Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They came from Egypt as an army. Mm. Although it's a Muslim army after the 40 years of, mm. of, of, of loss in, in the Sinai Desert. Mm. But, but yeah, it's, it's Egypt who they should claim for. They might have even more, more claim mm. than, than, than Palestine. And they took them, the, Israel, the Iraqis took the Israelis until a, um, a king of, of Iraq called Korash. They married him a very beautiful uh, Jewish woman and he allowed them to come back. In small numbers, they came back, and they lived in Palestine under the the rules of the Palestinians, the, the governments which were at that time, which were the Romans. Yeah, of course, it was the Romans. That's when Jesus came, because if you remember, the Jews conspired with the Romans to crucify of course, Jesus. Of course, is 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 It's the picture a little bit cleaner? Yeah. It's more yeah. together. So the Romans at that time were controlling Palestine. And the, we know the story of the of Jesus and the Jews, yeah. and they lived there until the Muslims came. When Prophet Umar, when the, when when Umar ibn al-Khattab came to Palestine, uh, the Christians came out. The uh, uh, the Christian Palestinians put the conditions, not the Jewish and Christian ones. Yeah. And we had something called the Umar Accord, the Umar Treaty. Yeah, the Umar Treaty. The Christians said, no Jews. to live in Jerusalem and no thieves hmm. to live in Jerusalem and the Romans surrendered and were were allowed to live in peace so we had to deal the Muslims at that time had to deal with two parts the, the, the indigenous people who yeah. were the Christians who didn't want the Jews with them because they were coming originally from Iraq after years of, of, of living in Iraq mm. and the Romans the Romans left the Jews left And the Muslims controlled the country. This is our claim as Muslims from that. Uh, Islamically speaking, this is our claim. So I've got a question for you here then, mm. yeah, Brother Sami. Now, obviously, we know that uh, uh, there's the Umri Treaty mm. that uh, the Umar ibn Khattab, he signed the fact that the request that no Jews will be allowed within the uh, within Jerusalem. Based okay. on the Christians' demand. Okay, cra- Okay, that's fine. But there's a claim then There's a claim then, the fact that uh, from a religious, from an Islamic point of view, uh, people generally are allowed to roam the, the world, okay? And to restrict a people from a certain place, you'd need some sort of reason. From an Islamic point of view, you can't stop people from living in a certain place based on their race or anything like that, right? Now here, the fact that the Khalifa, of, uh, the Khalifa uh, who was a companion, and the companions around him, they agreed upon the fact that within Jerusalem there should be no Jews there shouldn't be no Yehudis in Jerusalem okay so this in a way is a consensus between Omar ibn Khattab anhu, and the companions okay and this is uh, this is why there is a claim from a Shari point of view that forget the fact that these law have a, they say they have a link to that land the reality is, is from an Islamic point of view from a Shari point of view They are not allowed to visit or stay, or I'm not sure the details whether they're even allowed to enter or not, that the Jews cannot enter Jerusalem. What's your thoughts on that? 
this is the sec this is the this is the Islamic point. When I started, I said that we have got two claims. The first claim was historical, which I hope I have cleared. You have, you have, and, and we're more interested in the Islamic one and anyway. This, and, and this is this is the Islamic one. Yeah. Now remember that if Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, he wouldn't have agreed if he wasn't talking to the owners of the land. He didn't talk to the Israelis, and he didn't talk to the Romans. He talked to the Christians who were originally Arabs, mm -hmm. the Canaanites, mm -hmm. who believed in Jesus and became Christians. And they stayed in Jerusalem with the Jews. Because if you mm. remember, Jesus came yeah. after Moses. So would you not say that the... Because I know actually you're right, because the, the, the discussion was between Umar and Khattab and the patriarch yes. of Jerusalem. Yeah. So it wasn't between the Muslims and the Romans who were controlling No, them it was a completely different deal. Okay. The, with the Romans, it was a military deal. Yeah, yeah. We to are surrender them. Either sur surrender, surrender and leave your army. Yes. And then they had to deal with the, with the inhabitants. And that's where the, the, the Patriots came. Okay. Yeah. So, but in respect of in respect of the Jews allowed to enter Jerusalem or not enter Jerusalem, there is no Islamic rule which says the Jews are not allowed to come to visit Jerusalem. The only place that people that non-Muslims can are not supposed to go is Mecca. The rest of the world, it's open to everybody to come. They can come under the Muslims' rules. Um, at the time of the Ottoman Empire, when the when the Jews were persecuted in Russia, we as Muslims, the Ottoman Ottoman Empire is an Islamic empire. We took them in. Mm. The first the first immigrants came, if, even from Spain. Even from Spain, but I mean, after after they left Palestine at the time of Prophet Omar, I keep saying Prophet Omar, from Omar, Khalifa Omar, radiallahu an, the first return for them officially was in the 18th century by the agreement and the approval of the Ottoman of the Ottoman Khalifa at that time, because they were persecuted in Russia. So, you're, so what you're saying is, from the time of the conquest of Jerusalem up until the Ottomans' time. That the Jews did not go. They not, didn't. They never even visited. They were not allowed in. Oh. So that means that, that that means that there must be something from an Islamic point of view to to think that. But then actually, don't they say that the, when the Crusaders came, they killed Muslims, Christians, and Jews, Jews within yeah. Jerusalem. So I don't understand. I'm talking about I'm talking about a proper immigration, a proper okay. settlements. Right, where they had their own villages. Mm, okay, I'm not right. talking about scattered, scattered individuals in here and like there. Visitors, yeah. who, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about people who actually came in as a full society, where the yeah, Muslims, yeah. the Ottoman Empire, have opened for them villages, villages yeah. facilitated the, the their immigration. They were a political asylum people. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, in the 18th century, that's why in 19, in in the First World War. 1% of the Palestinians were Jews. 1% mm -hmm. of the Palestinians were Jews. 10% mm -hmm. were Christians. This 1% are the ones that we as Muslims allowed them to, to, to enter mm -hmm. to Palestine and live there in peace under the Ottoman Empire. And then as you know, after the, after the First World War, the Balfour Declaration and then the, 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 the British occupation of Jerusalem and the immigration of the, of the Israelis started to come to Palestine in big numbers. Mm -hmm. So they, they, we can't say Jews have been zero numbers in Palestine. I mean, even at the time of Prophet of Khalifa Umar bin Khattab, when he said you have to leave Jerusalem, it doesn't mean they they left Palestine. It was Jerusalem. They might have lived up north, you know, or in Nablus. Yeah, we, we, I think we we because I think it was called. Um, 
Oh, I can't remember now because at that time Jerusalem was called something else, wasn't it? Because even in the Omri Treaty, it's uh, Elia yep. or something. Elia, yeah, Elia. Ardu Yabus, they called it. Yabus is the first name that Jerusalem was called. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and 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 the word Jerusalem is known to us as Jerusalem, but for the for the companions, it was Baitul Maqdis. Yes, of course. Baitul yeah, Maqdis. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you know, like you've you've really given a, a good picture of to the current times in the sense like uh, how how the immigration happened and we know that the british really were quite instrumental in in uh, the immigration into that land you know went leading up to like hundreds of thousands okay so for the the people listening and certainly the youth who will be getting confused with double messages about legitimacy and all this sort of stuff the main thing that is being used today is the issue of the holocaust in the sense like if you if you say israel uh, does not have a right to exist you're automatically anti-semitic okay and what happens is a lot of muslims that who probably don't know the history what they will say was look you know they were six million were killed by the nazis you know obviously they had somewhere they needed to go somewhere and you know so they can sort of like see the picture but i want you guys to shed a bit more light on the fact that if we're looking at that, for example, that statement that I mentioned earlier, okay, is from 1870-something, okay? The Balfour Declaration was in 1917, right? 1917. 1917. Yeah. The mass immigration into that land happened after the second, the First World War. After 1920. So this yeah. is way, way before the Holocaust happened. Yes. So what's your views on the fact that the, what, how, how instrumental has the West and the British in particular, obviously the Americans, they took over from what was already set up. After How instrumental. Point. Because the reason why I mention this as well, I want you guys yeah. to use it, because I I, I, I feel uh, angry or you know frustrated when you see people trying to uh, petition or protest to the British government to help the issue of the Palestinians or, or, or try to settle any issue. Where they're so disconnected from the fact that this all this whole project, this Zionist project, it's been set up and, and 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 started from the West, Britain in particular. And you guys can correct me if I'm you know if I'm wrong there. But what's your views on on this then? The the Western role of setting up this this freak entity in the heart of the Muslim. It's very important, very very important, to to notice that the immigration to Palestine started nearly more than twenty years before the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important because, as you said, we need to know when we argue that it was not the Holocaust which caused the immigration of the poor, persecuted Jews from Europe. They fa- they had nowhere to go mm-hmm. to, and then they ran to Palestine because yeah. it was there for mm. them. And it was empty. And it was empty at the same time. No, the immigration started properly after 1920 when, is, when, yeah. uh, when the, the, the British took control of Palestine. But the seed of it is in 1898. Okay. The Zionism, the first conference of Zionist movement took place. Mm. It was in 1898. And they had three options. The Jews. Yeah, of where to set. Of where to settle. Mm. Uganda, Argentina, Argentina, yeah, I heard Argentina, and Palestine. Then, yeah. And for a while, 
Palestine and Argentina were uh, Palestine and Argentina was out of the question and the, the, the direction was towards Uganda. Uganda yeah. But then they voted again and they took they, they so where is the promised land? From the first conference, if you have got three options and you claim that you are going to Palestine for your religious reasons, why would you put another two options? There should be only one option. But how, how genuine is this? And the reason why I say that is that this whole Zionist project is directly linked to the land of Palestine in the sense like, because even when you have like Christian Zionists, their view is the fact that the Messiah, i.e. from their point of view, Isa Islam is going to return when Solomon's temple is going to be rebuilt, for example. So, so from what I've understood is that from Zionism, there's always that connection to Palestine. So it's a bit strange to hear the fact that they 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 were entertaining the the options of Argentina and also of uh, of Uganda. The, their priority was not religious. Remember Herzl himself. He was secular. He was secular. Mm. Was, mm. Ibn Gorin was an atheist. They didn't believe in mm. God. They be, they believed in the race of the Israelis. But wouldn't you say then, Brother Sami, because you know you mentioned eighteen. 98. 98, right? Now, what Man, I mentioned man- to you before um, was a quote from 1875 from the Earl of Shaftesbury. Okay? And also, there's a quote um, from the Archbishop of York. And this was actually at the uh, at, at a meeting for the... Uh, yeah, let me find the name. Anyway, leave that for a second. What he said is that the country of Palestine belongs to you and me. It's, it is essentially ours. It was given to the father of Israel in the woods. Walk through the land, the length of it, and in the breadth of it, uh, for I give it unto thee. So, I mean, there's more to the quote. Which year was that? that this is in uh, 1875. I'll take, you, I'll take you even earlier than that. Napoleon. So the, the, but, but, but the point I'm making, though, is the fact that just say the Zionists, like you said, the secular Zionists, they wanted a land for just say the, 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 mm. the Jews, and they were entertaining these other things. But this actually even shows more of the hand of the West for having a, a freak entity in the land of the Muslims because this is even before that first convention of the Zionists. This, this, what you are mentioning is actually go, coincide with the, 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 the claim, not the claim, the call of Napoleon, mm-hmm. the French, when he came to, to, to Acre and he could not enter mm-hmm. Palestine. Mm-hmm. In there he called for the Jews. So th- there is a link between some Christian beliefs and mm. some Jewish mm-hmm, beliefs. Mm-hmm. Remember, the Christians, they believe in the New and the Old Testament. That's right. Okay. Zionism, the, the meeting, the conference I have mentioned, is actually, it was the first conference for an ideology which was which was there years before. Mm. Hundreds of years before. Since, we, since Umar ibn Khattab kicked them out of Jerusalem, they wanted to come back. Yeah, mm. They wanted to come back. The confusion could be is why would they choose Uganda and Argentina if their connection is with Palestine itself. Yeah. This is very confusing. Yeah. This is very confusing. Maybe because at that time the Ottoman Empire was very strong and mm-hmm. they wanted to collect themselves, so they thought we could we, we need to some settle strength. somewhere. Maybe now. produce some strength yeah, we by need to uniting settle somewhere yeah. now. Yeah. So the claim of the land of Palestine by the Jews goes back to the time of Umar ibn Khattab, so mm-hmm. we don't get confused. Many Christians sympathize with this. And they maybe believe that this is a way for Jesus to come back or for Messiah to the come evangelist, back. The evangelist, yeah, all the evangelist. All these issues. So it, it doesn't contradict any of, of the points that we have mm-hmm. mentioned here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, um, so moving on to now, because if you look at the current situation 
and the reason why I'm going to mention this is because you mentioned about the Uthmani Khilafah, right? Um, that they were around and they were strong at that time. Even though towards that time they were very strong, but still they were stronger than the, the, the Zionists. We see that they even approached uh, Sultan Abdul Hamid II and you know offered to pay their debts and, and for the land of Palestine. Okay, And we see that from... And, th- and this is, the reason why I'm bringing this as well is because not just because it's going to lead on to the question of now and the, the situation of the rulers today, but also the fact that it shows that this has always been an Islamic issue from, from a Muslim point of view. Because what did he say? He said, this is not mine to give you. Even though if anyone was to have the position to give it, it would be the leader of the Muslims. Okay? He said, it's not mine to give you. The Muslims have irrigated their blood for this. There, there may come a time when there's no Khilafah left, then you could take it for free. But we won't give it, okay? So this was their response. So A, we can see from an Islamic point of view uh, that the whole issue of Palestine is an Islamic point of view from, from the way we see it, right? But you know, in regards to today and uh, the normalization that's going on and, and the way the, uh, the, the leaders are, uh, have been behaving and they are, they're current leaders, it's a, it's a huge difference to the leaders, for example, like Sultan Abdul Hamid, his second, his response, Okay, now originally we see that uh, the the Arabs saw this as an Arab issue, and they, they they there was some fake wars, which we can go into another podcast. We don't have the time today. But why do you think there is a difference between the response of Abu Dhabi the second, as an example, and the people today, like the rulers of UAE, for example, these people that are normalizing like Morocco and these places. Why do you think there's a difference in approach? There is no difference, because you've mentioned the Khalifa, then you've mentioned the people. That's the, I don't think that's that's accurate. It's the Khalifa and the rulers who are puppets. No, no, I'm all about the rulers. I'm no. all about the people. Okay, it's not the people. No, not the people. Rulers. It's the... very simple. That was There was a Khilafah at that time, a united Muslim Ummah. Now we've got how many? The Muslim nation in the United Nations, I think we are 53 states. 50, yeah. 50 odd. 22 Arabs. That's why. If we are one, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We would say the same what Ab- Abdul Hamid said. Yeah. So, but with these puppets, if if you look at the, if you if you study the history of the war of nineteen forty eight and nineteen sixty seven, it's an absolute conspiracy. It's mm. a joke. It's a joke. I'll give you a little example of this conspiracy, which will enable people to understand how could a a land like Palestine be occupied by the Israelis in 1948. Yeah, exactly. We had six armies attacking Israel, and they were weak. In 1967, the desert of Sinai is, is triple the size of Palestine, the whole of Palestine. How could an army retreat within six days and disappear in the Egyptian border in this huge, vast piece of land? An army to retreat in six days from the whole of the Sinai. If you drive you and your wife, the whole lot, it will take you two days. Okay. If exactly. you drive with your wife across the desert from the Palestine, from Gaza to to the Suez Canal, mm-hmm. it might take you two, two days, days driving. How could a whole army retreat in six days? That's not mm-hmm. a war. Yeah. It took them tens of days trying to enter one meter of Gaza. Against Hamas, who yeah, are militia, yeah. not mm-hmm. even an arm, and mm-hmm. they couldn't. Mm-hmm. There was no war with them. Mm-hmm. When in 1948 we won the war, and we were, when we were advancing against the Jews, you know, you say we, you mean the the, the, the surrounding Muslims, militaries, yeah, the Arabs, the Muslims, the mm-hmm. the fighters who fought. Mm-hmm. 
when we won and they were defeating, we did truce for 10 days. In 48, right? In 48. Okay. Truce for what? Okay, strange. We are winning. Yeah. What do you want? They stopped. The Iraqis stopped. The Egyptians stopped. The Jordan. It was a, jo- it was a yeah. plan. Yeah, yeah, it was a conspiracy. They is gave what them you enough said time is... for the British to rearm them. Yeah, yeah. I think also, Brother Sami, it's, it's psychological. Mm. You know, psychological in six days. Yeah, that's they, in 1967. In 67, yeah, yeah. They, they, in six days they destroyed, and the, and then when the you get the youth, Arab, Arab armies, yeah, right. when you see the youth now, that this is what they try to tell the youth is that if they were able to do this then, and now they have America on their side, then this is why there cannot be a military solution to to Palestine. Well, they we, they have put that fear amongst the the Muslims. Is, this is this is why, Alhamdulillah, the last war mm. in Gaza yeah. and the wars before them has shown. That although we could be weak, but we can still be strong. Yeah. And if we are united, then how strong would we be? Look, imagine mm. if we are united, how strong we will be. Mm. So this, this, the last war in Palestine has done so many advantages, so mm. many, so many positive points. Mm. The first point, one of the main points, it has united the Pal- the four sections of Palestinians mm. I mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, they Everybody all came together. Everybody fought. Mm. The people from the 1948, the Gaza, Jerusalem, mm. the West, everybody got together as Palestinians against Israel. The most important thing as well, it has took the Palestinian issue from the Palestinian Arabic container into the Muslim Islamic container. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's Al-Aqsa. Al-Aqsa is in a question now. Mm. And when exactly. it comes to Al-Aqsa, everybody claims responsibility mm. and ownership yeah. of it. You would never, if I say to you, oh, you are from Pakistan or whatever, what have you got to do with Al-Aqsa? You mm. show me the Quran, you say, this is my, this yes. is my deed. This is a issue. This is my deed. Yeah. This is my land registry. Yeah, Whether yeah, you like yeah. it, you are Palestinians, fine. <laughs> but this is my <laughs> land registry, my friend. You can't claim it's yours. It's not ours. It happened that we are living there. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, we are maybe honored. Honored. Well, yeah. you to be honest, course, to be living there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because we are the head of the spear, and but, but at the same time, we are gifted because when we have martyrs, when we fight, when we support financially, we get more rewards more than, than others. But yeah, nobody can, and no Muslim at uh, this is very important. No Muslim should ever let his deed down of his ownership. To, to, to Jerusalem, whether he's from Indonesia, hmm. Pakistan, Bangladesh, Turkey, Iran, Saudi Arabia, it, it doesn't belong to the Arabs. Hmm. It doesn't belong to the Palestinians. Yes, well, it and, and, belongs to the Muslim nation. And, and this this yeah. is a really important one that I think this is what the brother saying about, you know, this most recent aggression during Ramadan. It has woken up many Muslims because what happens is before that, some Muslims may have even said that if the people in Gaza are under such oppression, then some people even said, why don't they leave? You know, and some people say, oh, what, if they're struggling so much, they should leave because, you know, the Israeli aggression is going to continue. But it's this mindset and then Muslims around the world saying now we need to teach our children the importance of Al-Aqsa and the reasons why it's so dear to us. Mm. And this kind of just from an education point of view has increased. There are institutions and mosques and places who have said, wait there. We, this At this point, there were some people who were confused. It's important now for us to teach our youth that this is the importance of Al-Aqsa and this is the importance of Palestine. Prior to that, 
I think there was an assumption that maybe people would realise that, oh, okay, if there's bombing on Gaza, we all come together. This time there is more of an intellectual, okay, this is why we need to oppose this, which is, yeah. alhamdulillah, is a positive sign. No, it's, it's definitely positive and, and, and it's why it's important, that what the message you guys have just given there, and it's so important to even sort of like bring close on this message is the fact that the, the way it's been shown is that you know Palestine may have been an Islamic issue, then it became an Arab issue, a PLO Fatah issue, and and Hamas issue, and and now it's even a humanitarian issue. Yes. And, and I think that's very important as Muslims. Yes. The deed that brother I could not I could not put it better myself. That deed that we have mm. is something which we all need to understand, yes. and it's something which is gives us that link, makes that no matter where we're from, makes that link between us and that land. Mm. But Time is has unfortunately come to to a close. So just to get some final thoughts, uh, and, and uh, brother Sami, you know, on on this issue. And inshallah, Taala, we'll definitely get you on again because next time we'll try to keep it, have a bit more time because there were so many questions I wanted to ask you, even on the stuff that you were saying. Because I'm I'm a historian, I like history. Okay. So maybe another time we grab a coffee in Norman or something sure. yeah. and discuss a lot of things because there's a lot of information that you mentioned. But maybe some. Uh, for our listeners, some final sort of thoughts that you have on this issue and important points that we should take away. One important, there is, for me, there is a very important point as, as a final point. It's the hope which is based on facts. The hope and the belief that we are going to get Al-Aqsa back. This is, this is non-negotiable. When you look at the Palestinian issue and the international community and the conspiracies against the Muslims and the Palestinians in Jews. Don't get frustrated. Don't get frustrated at all. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said in the Quran, about the second return of the Jews, he said, Jitna bikum lafifa, means we are going to collect you, to the Jews, to collect you and put you in this area. Mm -hmm. The word lafifa in Arabic is when you roll something from the four corners, and you roll it together to become in the middle. And this is how the Jews came to Palestine. They were taken from every single corner of the <laughs> That's world. True. That's true. And were based. If Israel doesn't exist, the Quran is wrong. Okay. We've been told he's going to bring them. Here he is. He brought them. Okay. We were told we will defeat them. We have to believe that we are going to defeat them. them. This is Allah's law. This is Allah's will. We are just going through the stages that Allah has written to us. Mm -hmm. They are going, no doubt about it. So there is no need to get frustrated or depressed about it. We are getting there by Allah's orders, by Allah's testifying, by Allah's telling us in the Quran that they are going to be reach power twice. They did the first time. And then they were defeated when the Iraqis came and took them the first time. Mm -hmm. mentioned. Yeah. And this is the second time. And when he mentioned the first time, how the defeat of the Israelis will be, it was different than the second time. The first time he said in Arabic what it might be translated to the word Jasu, they went through the houses. The first time the Iraqis went. Mm. The second time he said, to destroy what they have risen in building completely so it's going to be rockets it's going to be military it's going to be a proper war so don't get frustrated mm. this is actually proof that the quran is right mm. we are going to take the palestinian issue as a proof to the humans 
in the future to say to them, here we are, he said it twice, twice happened. Mm. And we, we also know Al-Quds will be the capital the of political a future Islamic Jews. civilization. Yeah. Jerusalem will and always will be the, the political capital of the Muslims. Mm. Mecca is going to be the religious capital for Muslims, whole Muslims. So don't get frustrated. Everybody keep working. Even this little beautiful podcast I've been in today, don't underestimate anything you do. And just do it for the sake of Allah, you get the word for that, it. That, and I'm taking your final thoughts here, but I wanted to add to that. And the last thing you said is that, and to qualify that, just because it may well be, I mean, I'll have to look into those verses that you mentioned, but just because Allah SWT is saying this is going to happen, Allah grants victory for the people when they perform the necessary steps for the victory to come. Yes. So it doesn't just mean, okay, that means that it's prophesied, so I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to speak about it. I'm not going to, it's not going to be concerned about it. We have to do the things that we have to do in order to work towards that change. Don't you think that, that such a podcast is not actually a step towards it? Of course. That's it. Of so course. we are working. Yeah, of course. Whether you realize it or not, yeah, yeah. you are doing something. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. With Rush. Yeah. No, no, I think the way to look at it is that because this is an emotional issue, because again, and especially because it happened during Ramadan as well, this this most recent time, I think emotion naturally in a human being it goes up and down. Mm. Yeah. So sometimes the concern is that when the emotion get goes down, then maybe the actions are not there. Yeah. Yes. But like the brother is saying here, I think it's really important that yes, we know what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has told us. We know the prophecy, but is, I think your point is the key one: is that if we sit back and don't do no, anything about that then what we're doing is just saying, it's like Musa alayhi salam, the example the brother gave as well earlier about saying, you and your God go and fight. But we know as Muslims, as human beings put on this earth, that we have a duty as well. For something to happen, even for Badr to happen, even for any of the victories that the Muslims had to happen, it happened via people. The people needed to do something and the people were at a level. They have to have a level of understanding of Islam. They have to have a level of Iman. And then the victory came. Correct. To to just sit back and say, okay, Allah will sort it out for us because it was prophesied that all of these Jews would be there and then it's prophesied that they will be removed. Then that would mean that we are not doing our Islamic Correct. duties. Yeah. No, JazakAllah. I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. Mm. I've not really got anything to add other than a message for people watching and the people listening that, you know... Um, in Ramadan, we saw emotions were high. We saw people speaking out. You know, Ramadan may have gone, but the situation in Philistine yeah. is, is still the same. So we need to make sure that, you know, uh, we're aware of what's happening. We're one body, as the Messenger wasallam said. And when one part hurts, the other part is, you know, he's in fever. He can't sleep. And that's how we should feel on this matter. Uh, a big Jazakallah here with Sami. It was a pleasure. Us, really. I really enjoyed it for you being here today. Thank uh, you very much for uh, we, we will continue this discussion because there is so much we didn't get an opportunity to speak about. We were going to speak about some important things like, you know, they're talking about internationalization and they're talking about, you know, some of the other normalization issues where why didn't they come and say, okay, let's tear up these normalizations after what has happened this time. But there's so much to speak yeah. about. Um, inshallah, we will do it again inshallah. soon. I didn't yeah. even reference here. I mean, like I said, is uh, just listening from the historical point of view. But to be honest with you, I think that uh, we've served a purpose even with this podcast, because even if we don't, we never spoke much about what's happening right now, I think a lot of big issue the big issue really is 
historically mm. if people don't understand our history then now they can they can get confused like you know okay let's let's internationalize jerusalem so the christians can have it the jews can have it the muslims can have it so no one can take over you can fall into this mm. uh, this, you this need type the of history deception. to be able to expose 100%. those those things yeah without as i say without history you can't understand the present and you can't understand the future exactly. yeah. so uh, uh, again jazakallah khair brothers for oh, joining exactly. me and khair for everyone watching and listening at home Uh, please follow us on all our media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And please, if you found this podcast beneficial, please share it with family and friends. And from myself and from my beautiful panel, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.